Well, hey guys, thanks for joining us today. Uh, as always, this is Colton. I'm excited about this episode of Renewed Focus, and I am here with Matthew this week. What's up, brother? Good to see you, man. Um, how have you been this week? No, it's been good. It's been a really good week for sure. Yeah. Has it been good? Yeah, no, it was awesome. My, my son Josh turned 16 this week, and so and our home birthdays are a really big deal, and so we really celebrate. And yeah, so even this did you whole, kick him out of the house and tell him he has to pay bills? Yeah, and... you're a man. <laughs> exactly. In high school, 16 That's years awesome. old. No, but it's just good. It's just amazing. Just remembering how God brought him into this world, and all these years later, just love who he's becoming. So, uh, the reason I ask is because. I've I've had a guilt filled this filled week this week. Oh, bro, you need to confess. Yeah. So last time Katie went shopping, she bought graciously a a long thing of like Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, that's like, my son Josh's favorite. It's, Loves it's peanut butter. My cup. favorite too, and it had five of them in there. And she said, "I bought these for you because I wanted to make you happy." And she said, oh, nice. "But don't eat them all in one sitting." She said, "Spread them out right? over how long." <laughs> that's, she that's, didn't give me a timetable, uh, and that was nebulous, that was man. her mistake. Exactly. Okay. So now I'm screaming. So the other day, I finished my dinner. She went to go take a shower, and I saw them, and I ate one, and I thought, I'll just I'll just eat one, right? Well, less than two minutes later, not kidding, I had eaten all five of them. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, man, I really need to just get out of the house and go for a run or something. And so I was just, so yeah, I'm guilt filled with that. How but, did you feel after you ate all five? Um, happy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm confessing it now, so I regret it now. No, but, no, no. Uh, but that's yeah, the thing about you. guilty pleasures, right? Is right. like you love it in the moment. In that moment. So I don't know if you have any like. That was my thing as a kid. Was like Reese's and. Uh, Butterfingers, and so I never buy them. And Katie, th- I think this is the second time maybe in our marriage she's bought me like a Reese's. So she, we neither one, both of us like them, and so we know we can't have them in the house. Um, Dude, so I don't know if you funny. have anything like that, but well, it's not exactly. But I do remember growing up in Laredo, there was this this donut shop called Mister Donut, and we would ask my dad all the time, "Can we go and get donuts after <laughs> church?" Because it was around the corner from the church building. And he would always say no. So on these rare occasions when he would say, yeah, let's go get some donuts. It was like Christmas, bro. Like It was this big deal to go. And then I would just eat both the donuts so quick. <laughs> um, and it was just, just a regular glazed donut or would you get some chocolate, no, some sprinkles? I, I, my favorite at the time was the like Bavarian cream. Wow. So, but the thing is, I don't eat donuts anymore. <laughs> But I remember, though, when we were living in Abu Dhabi, and they had donut shops everywhere. And I would take Josh and Abby, who were, who were younger at the time, and I would get them donuts all the time. And Bonnie would get so mad at me. She was like, why are you buying them donuts every single time you walk past a donut shop? And I was like, because I didn't always get them when I was a kid. And so I was like <laughs> splurging on them. That's um, awesome. No, man, but it was, it was, it's good times, man. So it was sure. Mr. Donut. And you showed me a picture. It's Mr. Spelled Out. Yeah, like that's M-I-S-T-E-R. old school. That's awesome. I, I haven't seen him since Laredo many years ago. Well, hey, we could sit here and talk about junk food all day, but um, we want you to guys to know, as we've been sitting here talking, we're supposed to record like an hour ago, but we've just been talking about you and uh, renewal and the future, and we want you to know that we miss you. Um, Amen. We miss you guys a lot. We miss seeing your face. We miss face-to-face discipleship uh, and 
know that our God is with us and this is a temporary thing. Um, so Matthew, um, I know you have some updates in a minute, so I just want to mention a couple things right here. Uh, we will finish Habakkuk, the Habakkuk series, Chaos and the Conf- or Confidence in the Chaos. There you go. Uh, chaos and the Confidence. Uh, confidence in the Chaos this Sunday. Yes. And so that will go live at 10 a.m. I'm excited about hearing that last chapter. If you've never read Habakkuk 3, I encourage you to go read it before Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it's good and it's rich. Um, and I'm looking forward to you preaching that on Sunday. Um, also, um, be using your family devotionals. Um, you should be getting them from your home group leaders. They're also posted below the video that's on our website uh, on Sunday. There's a little link for it. If you, especially if you don't have anything spiritually that you're leading your family through, that you're guiding through as a, going through as a family, uh, this is a resource that we want for you guys while you're, especially while you're stuck at home, is to be using that time for the glory of God, um, helping your children and your spouse that you would sharpen one another that you as men would would lead your families and you would know and have conversations about the Bible and the gospel and specifically what we're talking about as a church. So I encourage you to go and uh, look at those. And so Matthew, I know that you've been having conversations with people and you've been giving us updates. And so where we are, where are we at as far as um, renewal and meeting and everything coronavirus? Oh yeah. So I got an email yesterday um, which would have been Wednesday um, from BISD indicating that they have an important meeting coming up next week where they're going to be making decisions moving forward about how they're going to use their facilities. So God willing, next week we'll know what BISD is going to say about us meeting again in our venue at North Dalton Middle School. So I don't have any updates today, but I know that the updates from what I hear are forthcoming yeah. next week with an actual answer. So it could be anything from you can meet in June or July or August <laughs> or when Jesus comes back. Like, <laughs> we just don't know. But we'll hopefully have an answer next week on that. And in regards to like our home groups met with our home group leaders this week. That was such a joy on a Zoom um, meeting and just trying to gauge how all of y'all feel in this season and we're we're sensing that the church isn't quite ready yet to meet anyway. As of like this Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, God knows and he has perfect timing. Um, we did talk about how we do want home groups to begin meeting at this at some point in May. Yeah. So we don't have an exact date laid out yet, but we are hoping maybe third week of May, yeah. maybe at the latest end of May, that home groups would begin to meet again. Yeah. Um, and that would be in their normal yeah. Wednesday or Thursday evening meeting time. But I would even encourage on Sunday morning, yeah, once you feel comfortable and hopefully sooner than later, is to gather on a Sunday morning with your home group yeah. and worship with the online gathering together. Yeah, it's so interesting. Typically, we would be planning stuff out months in advance, right? Like, yeah. here's what we're preaching. Here's when we're going to do this thing. Here's when this is going to launch. Uh, but now we are taking things week by week. And so we say middle of May, we say June, we say July. And that's why we started this podcast was so that we could get information out quicker uh, because we just don't know. I mean, we're going to look at things in May and pray that, um, you know, we can meet and that everything's set up for us to meet. And so join us in praying for that goal, um, that we would be ready mid-May into May to meet as home groups and even potentially June 
um, as a gathering. But like I said, we're taking it week. Yeah, week. because we haven't yet heard from Built-in ISD. So yeah. until we hear from them, um, it's really hard to plot a course forward. But my prayer is that, yes, in June, that we'd be gathering as a church yeah. on a Sunday. Well, Matthew, as you've um, been reflecting this week and I've been reflecting this week, I kind of brought you this text uh, this today just to kind of say, hey, this is what a text that God led me to that I think we should share with our church. And yeah, so, I love it. Um, would you read that to us? It's out of 1 Peter verses 6 through 9. Well, yeah, 1 Peter chapter 1, yep. yeah, verses 6 through 9. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of of your souls. Mm. Man, it's just an incredibly timely text yeah. for where we are today as a church, but as a community as a whole. Uh, one of the things that you should always look at when you're studying the Bible is when you have, for example, in verse 6, we just read, it says, in this you rejoice. Well, this refers back to what Peter has just stated previously. So I won't read the whole section, but the first part of chapter one, that this that you rejoice in, he's talking about, like in verse three, he's talking about God's great mercy mm. and being born again. And he says to a living hope. So not a dead hope. And I love how we sing that as a church often having a living hope yeah. because it's not, not an dead. abstract hope. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not abstract. It's it's not dead. It's living and breathing and it's producing life mm. and it transforms. And so we have this hope that's alive because Jesus is alive because that's what the next verse says, that a living hope through Jesus who's resurrected. And so Jesus is alive and so our hope is alive. And then he says that we have an inheritance yeah. that's not perishable. And this is awesome because inheritance that we receive that God is keeping. So he's going to give it to us, but he's going to help us get there. So in light of this great mercy and this hope and this inheritance, in that, verse 6, we rejoice. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, it says, in this, so everything you just said, you rejoice, right? So now for a little while, if necessary, and then he says, you have been grieved by various trials. I just thought that was interesting, that word grieved, put in there, grieved by various trials, that there are circumstances in life that make you bring grief. And I just thought about where we are today, like my own soul. <laughs> like, I feel like I've been grieving, not meeting on Sundays. Yeah, and there's very real grief. Yeah, and tr the, the trials of this life, you know, whether it's with your job or just the frustration that you might feel of the current circumstances, whether it's towards the actual virus or towards the government or fill in the blank, right? Like I'm grieving. My soul is just not at peace with that. Yeah. I mean, if you know some of the history, 
granted, they weren't going through a pandemic. Right. So it wasn't coronavirus. Right. But they were going through financial hardship and they were being persecuted. Mm-hmm. And before too long, after this letter was written, there was serious persecution that led to Christians being killed. Yep. And But even at this phase, when, when Peter wrote this, there was still intense persecution. Yeah. And so in the middle of talk about chaos, like what theirs was is way worse than even ours today. Yep. And so he's admitting, this is hard. Like he's not pretending. Yeah. And it's so interesting, like rarely do we meet, like really meet God in the comfortable. No. We meet him in the wilderness, you know, the place where our our weaknesses just truly show. <laughs> And our dependency yeah. is completely on him. Like, that's where we meet God. And so we grieve, and then we realize he's my living hope. Like, he's what my hope is in. He breathes life uh, into me. And so I really liked um, that part. And, and that produces, like, it's a testing of our faith in those mm-hmm. moments. And, it, and it's not like a testing like you failed the test. It's a testing of to strengthen, mm-hmm. right? So I want to see. I'm, I'm going to test you and build up strength. And there's a purpose, yeah, for that. And again, so verse seven, he mm-hmm. says, "So that," and that's another one of those key phrases. That yeah. whenever you see the word "so that," like you should stop and look at that again, because that's telling you in light of verse six. Now there's a result, and yeah. he says, "So we have these trials, yet we have hope, and we rejoice even in the hard times." So that for a purpose. And he says that your faith is tested and shown to be real. It's genuine. Yeah. You know, we're talking about how there are some people that can do the church thing and show up on a Sunday, but it's just not real. And then they lose their faith. And I think that this COVID-19 is going to be exposing people that it was just a churchiosity. Mm. It was just churchianity. Like it, it wasn't real. It wasn't genuine. Yeah. And we're, this exposes us. Yeah, it'll expose cultural Christianity uh, 100%. I also like, you know, th- verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. Uh, and then he says, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not, see, do, though you do not now see him, you believe in him. And I'm not going to lie, there are moments when, and this is the part that goes that you need to create discipline in your life to position yourself to hear from God. But there, there are times when I f- feel like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> like, where yeah. are we going? <laughs> what is the plan here? I don't see you. All I see is everyone's frustrated. The world's falling apart. A global pandemic is here. Our churches aren't meeting, right? And so, like, like what's the plan here? And it's like, where are you? And so he says, though you do not see him, um, though you do not see him, you love him, you believe in him, and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. You know, I love that because it's just a theme in these passages where verse 6, it says that you rejoice. And then you see that in verse 7, it results in praise. And then in verse 8, it says that you rejoice with joy joy like it's repeated over and over and over and rejoicing and praising having joy in the middle of it raining poop (laughs) i'm just saying sometimes it can feel like whoa god can you rain like actual rain on me 
because all I'm seeing is this storm and what's coming down is not what I want. It's frustrating. It's difficult. I'm sorry. I was not ready for you to say poop. Hey, man, keep it real, bro. <laughs> That's awesome. He is talking to people that were for real, that were yeah. suffering and struggling. And he says, you have hope. And as I look at this, it's like two things. One, this rejoicing is based on the fact that there is a purpose in your pain. Yes. Like there is purpose in it. Like it says here, he's refining us through fire. Yep. And the other thing is that we have a future that mm. is guaranteed. It's promised. Yeah. And proven. Yes. So because of this future that is, you can bank on it. It's coming. Jesus will come back. Yeah. And so this future hope coupled with this purpose right here in this pain allows us to be able to rejoice in God's presence. Yeah. Which is verse 9, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls, which lies the promise of his returning. It lies the promise of his resurrection and it lies the promise of his blood covering your sin and making a pathway away for you to be at peace with God. Um, Without salvation, you are judged by your sin. With salvation, you are judged on the basis of Christ Amen. and what he accomplished. Which is this inheritance that's not perishable. Yep. That's, that's this yep. incredible salvation that we yep. have. So for our church that we've talked and prayed, brother, we know that God has a purpose. And a purpose that he could not otherwise accomplish without the quarantine. Yeah. And, and I'm not discouraged. I'm not worried this is not going to derail or defeat Renewal Church. God has a plan for us. And so we know that somehow this is all working to test us so that we're more precious than gold. Amen. Tested by fire. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. We hope that you can marinate on this and it will be encouraging to you. Um, we love you. We're praying for you. Have a good week. Love you, guys.